0: what's up everyone and welcome back to the tailgate country podcast it's hunter and this week i'm joined from nashville by former college golfer turned singer-songwriter amon owen i talked with amon about his unexpected path to singing and songwriting and his upcoming single country that comes out this friday june 24th be sure to follow tailgate country on instagram at tgatecountry country and on tiktok at tailgate country podcast for video content for this week's episode Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe us on whatever platform you're listening on, it really helps us grow and keep putting out great content. Without further ado, here's the episode, I had a great time hanging with Amen, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Got Eamon Owen on the podcast today. Eamon, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. Glad to have you. Yeah, um, man. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, of course. You got a whole bunch of exciting things coming up and we'll get to that later. Um, but why don't you start off with just telling me who Eamon the country artist is? <laughs> well, the uh the country artist kinda happened happened a little later. Okay. Um,
1: so I grew up uh grew up in Georgia. And a little small town right near um Lake County called Morgan County. Um actually uh grew up with uh wanted to be a professional golfer. Right. Okay. So I grew yeah. up no music, um at all to start out. Um, went through high school and ended up getting a scholarship to go play down at Coastal Georgia in Saint Simon's. Oh nice. Um love that place by the way. Yeah. Heaven on earth. But uh but yeah, played there for four years. Um and figured out really quick that I was not good enough to play college or play golf after college. Okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, first two years, it was uh, went really good. And, uh, you know, really kind of dove into it. Was looking forward to trying to play after. And then once it hit me, I kind of just sat there and was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to college. I'm going to enjoy it. I uh, started meeting a lot of people. And it actually just so happened that, uh, you know, I've always been able to sing but never really did and uh, it was one of my buddies, Cooper Dalrymple. Uh, he was moving uh, to another college, and before he left, his one wish, he was like, all right, there's an open mic place. I know you can sing. I want you to go up and do it. And I was like, all right. So we had another guy on the, on the team that could play guitar. At the time, I had no idea what it, how to even play a G chord. and So I got him up there on stage, and uh, we went there and did the open mic. I think I sang like three songs. And <laughs> woke up the next morning in one of the bars in Brunswick, Georgia, um, the guy that owns it, he, uh, he hit me up and he was like, Hey man, I saw some videos last night. Like, I don't know. You want to come and play like sat every Saturday and, you know, I'll cover your bar tab. And you know, at the time cool. I'm like, dude, that's all yeah. I need. That's all I need. I'll do that whenever you want <laughs> me to. And so, uh, so yeah, I started doing that. Um, still didn't really, you know, have a passion for it. Um, after I graduated, I moved back to Lake Oconee and accepted a job at a golf course down there. Nice. Um, I was, it was one of those, like, it was, you know, it was a good income to kind of just start and get me going. I still had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. And I got an offer to, uh, to go and do sales. But at the time, I just met Logan Millwood, uh, me and Chandler's roommate. Yeah. And he, unbelievable guitar player, couldn't sing a lick. I can't play guitar to save my (laughs) life, but I could sing. So we got together and started started, doing, yeah, exactly. Right. So we got together and started doing covers and, uh, I had never tried to write a song before, um, but he told me, he was like, hey, man, I have this one song I wrote. Uh, would you, like, learn it and sing it? I was like, yeah, for sure. So I did that, and it just felt awesome. I mean, I was like, like, that's, you know, it's not my song, but still, it's like, you know, that's, it's a cool feeling. Yeah. And so I sat down one night and tried to write one, and I actually did. It ended up being my first single, Drunk Girl. Okay, disguise. cool. Um, but me and him just started getting together and writing and playing, and then out of nowhere, we kind of started doing shows in Milledgeville and Athens area. And grew a little bit of a following there. And, I mean, once that happened, I just got hooked. You yeah. know, it was just like, I just—I knew exactly what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. And so then said, screw it. And moved to Nashville
0: to be broke and pursue it. And I love every minute of it. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, man. I feel like you hear so many stories of people like, oh, I've been singing since I was five years old yeah. in church. And yeah. this and that. And um, yours is a little different. That's right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Nice. Um, so... I guess being from Georgia and there's like so many country artists that come out of Georgia, um, how, like growing up there, how has that influenced your sound? Um, you know, it's funny.
1: So, uh, my dad actually started up a live music venue, um, you know, before I was even born, uh, that actually, you know, has kind of took off. So Eddie's attic. Yeah. I'm and familiar, uh, yeah. yeah Indicator. he started that up. Um, and you know, growing up me, my brother and my sister were, always around it i mean you know we got to meet john Mayer. you know dixie chicks and That's like all cool. they, we didn't know who who they were yeah. but uh but yeah we were always around it and, you know he's always been his motto is you know live music matter, matters is always in the song and so his place is you know all singer songwriter stuff mm-hmm. um and so you know all of us kind of got accustomed to you know it's all about the story right. you know whenever it's like coming up with a song um, but yeah, on top of that, you know, I mean, he was—he always had two thousands country blasting. Yeah, so that's just nice. That's where that's where I'm at. That's my that's my cool. jam is all that like early two thousand stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it was uh, it's crazy that even though I grew up in a place like Eddie's Attic, I didn't have any
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> not have I was any about passion to say, like Yeah, you you would have yeah. And I had already known that, and I figured your story was going to be like, oh, you know, I just grew up yeah. around it, so I started doing it. I know. Mm. Yeah,
1: no, it was uh. I grew up around it, but then it was just one day. It was funny too because when uh, when I when I started, I called him and I was like, "Hey, I just wrote my first song." And he kind of was just like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, like I, I want to send it to you, see what you think." He was he was just like, "What? Wh- when? When in the hell did you start doing yeah. this?" <laughs> He's like, "Why now?" I was like, "I I, I don't wow. know. It just sparked up."
0: Hmm. At that point, did he know you had been doing the open mics? And no, he didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-uh. Nice. Yeah,
1: we uh he had no idea. It was kinda j- He he was more surprised than probably I was that I decided to do it. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. It
0: was funny. That's cool. So how long have you been in Nashville now? I think for about nine nine months nine now, months somewhere now. around there. Cool. Yeah. Cool. How uh I guess how's it been since you It's married? awesome,
1: man. You know, it's uh it's funny, it's one of those um you know, the only the only thing that I was worried about moving here is of course, you know, it's a new town, new place don't know everybody don't know anybody you got to start yeah. over and i'm sitting there you know thinking it's gonna be really hard but i mean that's the best part of the about this place is like everyone that's in the music industry is exactly like me they're going out they want to new pe- they want to meet new people they want to write with new people and so i mean after being here for not even a month you know we already had an awesome group of guys and girls that were all writing together hanging out and uh you know, I mean, it's it's really just, it's awesome because everybody here just has open arms. Yeah. Know? I mean, you go to some places where you go up and try to introduce yourself and shake your hand. They look at you like you're a weirdo. Right but here. That's just what it's, everybody does. Yeah. You know?
0: Everybody's fighting for the same thing. Yeah. No one's against each other. Yeah, exactly. So, I think is, that's
1: how me and you met, too. Yeah, Just right. randomly at Live Oak, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, I think, well, it might have been after one of the whiskey jams, the outdoor whiskey jams. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're right.
1: You're right. That's what it um, was but yeah um yeah it's i mean i love it man it's it is crazy too i mean you know it's a it's a hard town it's a hard mm -hmm. it's a hard you know thing to do um but you know it's it's one of those things where as long as you have open arms open mind meeting people and everything like things happen right you know you you just kind of gotta enjoy being here enjoy doing it and let it happen yeah and i mean
0: you never know who you're gonna meet or who's gonna hear you sing yeah all that kind of stuff for sure um so far what's your your favorite thing about nashville maybe not necessarily music related
1: i think honestly it goes back to just the people yeah yeah i mean you know i mean growing up in georgia you know it's funny uh, so i work at the that's like uh the day job for me and i love yeah. it uh, we have so many people from up north and whatnot that come in and Right as I say, yes, ma'am, no, sir, they look at me and just like <laughs> yeah. you know, what did you just say to me? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even in Jordan, you know, everybody's nice, but here, like I said, I mean, it was just like within two to three weeks I just felt at home. You know, it's different coming from a small town to to live in the city and, you know, do do that whole thing and get adjusted, but you know, being one music city, which is why I'm here, mm-hmm. then also just everyone just being, you know, so nice and so looking at you with open arms that just makes the yeah. whole difference yeah.
0: right yeah I see you have those uh those lizard Tacoma yeah dude, on I right couldn't now. help it
1: I couldn't help it I kept telling myself I was like I don't need any more I don't need any more but I kept seeing everybody wear it and I was like I will not work at Takova's and see people <laughs> wear those boots and I don't have them so right. I had, to. I, had I, to
0: I was looking at them for a while and then when I finally decided to go get them they're sold out I, <laughs> was like, uh, I guess I guess that's a good thing yeah, you just need to call me yeah. just call me okay <laughs> Um, you know, you mentioned you're a golfer, but outside of music, you have any other things you like to do?
1: That's about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's actually funny. I
1: was thinking about that the other day. It's like, what are my hobbies? (laughs) And it's, uh, waking up and, you know, we go and if, if I'm not working playing golf and enjoying it, um, and music, man, that's just, that's, that's really what it is. But you know, it's so funny that, you know, of course through college, you're sitting there and I mean the whole thing is just like practice every day you got to be here you got to do this and once I figured out I don't want to play golf after after school yeah you know it was just like why like it did so it made me burn out real quick and so it took me a solid like four or five months to really kind of gain it back to where I want to go out there and play mm-hmm. um, but yeah I mean, it's just one of those things now like I don't you know I don't really care what I shoot I don't care what I'm doing as long as I'm out there you know have some good friends and we're Cracking jokes, drinking and beers, and having a good time. That's just the best yeah. thing in the world. Yeah,
0: Yeah, dude, I love playing golf so much. And it's, for me, been difficult to get out and play. But it's, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. getting the itch back again. Absolutely. Um. So, you know, one of the things I like talk about on the podcast is, like, Artists you draw influence f- from as you're kind of developing into your own artist. Yeah. So for you, who are you know some artists you grew up listening to or listen to now and draw influence from? Yeah. Um, honestly, man. That, so that goes back to uh, that's a hard
1: question for me. Um, I know that's probably a very standard answer, but um, like I said, man, I grew up listening to the 2000s country. So if, like, I'm in the car, windows down, bumping. It's probably going to be some 2000s country going. Um, so that's, you know, also like the, you know, Rascal Flats and Brad Paisley, um, early Tim McGraw and all that. I love all that. Um, but it also goes to, you know, there's a lot of people that if I named them, you know, no one would know who they are just cause growing up, up right. in my dad's place. There's, you know, a couple people that, you know, I mean, music, music captures you in and yeah, I don't right. know who they are, but just listening to them, you know, you can really feel the story behind the song, um, and whatnot. Uh, so those are bit two big things, but then also growing up as in today's time, you can't not love Hardy, Morgan Wallen. Wallen, and all you know, Ernest, and all those guys that are just you know paving paving a new wave for how right. we do things. Um, so so yeah, really just a combination of all that. Uh, it's hard for me to kind of just put a name to it. Yeah, but no, definitely.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's how everybody. I mean, you shouldn't be like, oh, I want to be yeah. Morgan Wallen and sing exactly like Morgan yeah, Wallen. Uh, absolutely. You know, want to combine for stuff sure. from him and other artists and be your own self. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have you play a cover song now if you yeah, want to. Yeah, for sure, man. Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Starters out there, big boy. Good? Good.
2: Sittin' on a tailgate by the lake watching the sun go down There's a lucky strike buzz Got me betting you're missing me back right now I Ain't heard from you now I seen you around in two or three weeks I can't tell if the joke's on you, girl Or if the joke's on Yeah, while you're out there looking for some kind of brand new start And I'll just be kicking it with this BPPBR And you're gonna come back with your backpack missing me for too long I'll be right here drinking a beer, baby, while you're gone Let them city lights in your eyes look so damn good. Oh, but they don't hit you. No, they don't fit you like. Just be. Start. Well, I'll just be kicking it with this BPPBR You're gonna come back with your bass back Missing me for too long I'll be right here drinking beer, baby, while you're gone I'll be right here drinking all this beer, baby, while you're gone
0: played uh while you're gone by drew parker yes sir um why'd you choose to play that song you know i was i was thinking back on it man and uh there's
1: there's a lot like i said there's a lot of songs that um that influenced me but when i started doing shows um and actually like going out and at the start of like trying to pursue a career in music um as right as he came out with that and i remember um i was actually playing golf at cascowillo with my, my roommate, Campbell Fisher, and he, I guess Drew posted something, it was like an acoustic version of it, before we put it out, and we, I, I remember we were literally on hole seven, right, right, like right next to the, um, to the practice screen, and one of the members is a huge country music guy, and we were blaring it over the speaker, and I'm sitting there just like, oh my god, like this is an unbelievable song, yeah. and you know, everybody else is like, who is this, who is this, this is awesome. Uh, and I remember it was like the second show we did, I added it into the playlist and I've played it every single show since then. Um, also, you know, I mean, Drew is just one of those guys that, I mean, he's from Georgia one. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I've had the honor of meeting him a couple of times. Awesome dude. You know, started out just exactly what we're doing, writing songs, meeting everybody. Um, you know, got the great breaks and just soared you know yeah. so it's it's a it's a cool you know he's one of those guys I look up to you know he's from same area as I am he's from Covington which is like thirty minutes away mm-hmm. um so yeah I mean it's just it's cool to you know see guys like that that are just you know doing so good and all you can do is just you know be s- super happy for him and look up to him and you know hope that something like that happens someday yeah i mean yeah. i've
0: I've really enjoyed watching drew Parker's journey yeah I, re- I remember like discovering him when he had I think the first EP out. Right. It's been probably four years now. Yeah, for sure. And it's just cool. Like, I got to see him go play CMA Fest last weekend. Right. And he's, I mean, he's killing it. Oh, he's for sure. Got the voice to back it and the look Absolutely. and everything. Yeah. It's cool. Um, So, you released your first song back in 2021 20, called Drunk Girl in, Disgu- in Disguise. Yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit about this one. <laughs> Hopefully she's not watching this. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: no, so I, that actually goes back to what I was telling you earlier. The that was the first song I ever wrote, mm-hmm. um, and I remember it. So there was this uh, back in Saint Simons. Uh, it was the probably the closest I've ever been to dating somebody, and uh, I remember I moved. I moved from there, so of course it was gonna be hard. Long distance sucks, all that, but. Um, you know, it was just I won't go into super detail so I don't get in super trouble. <laughs> but uh yeah, I was sitting there one night and uh I was gonna go back I think it was for Fourth of July actually. I was going back to Saint Simon's okay. and me and her FaceTimed and uh I I was sitting there at the counter of my house and was just sipping on some whiskey and out of nowhere I just right as we got off FaceTime I just like had a couple couple lines pop in my head. And like I said, I mean, I'd never written a song before. And so I just sat there and I mean, I literally wrote this thing in less than an hour. And nice. it was just like my hand just kept going on the paper. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was cool. You know, I mean, it was it's not one of those where, you know, it's a song that I I wanted to get everybody to start head bumping to. I mean, it was everything that that I was thinking, I was feeling, put it on paper and turned it into a, a song, which I, you know, was really cool to me. Um so yeah, I mean that that's nice, basically the yeah. story on that.
0: Yeah. That's that's cool that it's like the first song you've ever written yeah. and then it later became the first song you ever released as right. like a fully released song. Yeah, absolutely. Um I mean was th- did that factor into choosing it as your first song to release? You know, honestly
1: no. Um so uh I was actually so I was in a band before I decided to go um the solo route called Cherokee 20. Okay. Um that was with Logan Millwood uh, we started that up and we actually put out a song uh called When We Were Kids. Um and that was more, you know, upbeat and like uh cool song to, you know, kind of just roll like I said, roll the windows down to and okay, you know, yeah. really blare. Um and we had we had set it up to where that was gonna be our second single. Um you know, things just happened to where I would just I you know, I kinda decided, um, you know, he was wanting to move to Nashville Um, way before i was and we kind of just decided that i wanted to go the solo route um so in a way it kind of worked out because you know i I loved it i love that that song is is kind of just under my name since it was my right you know my experience and everything Uh, but yeah i mean i already had it recorded and um you know i mean i had a bunch of other songs that i would love to release but uh, going through them i was just like you know this is this is me this is real so I'd love to put that out for, to share it to everybody. Cool, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, that's how it should be. Yeah. And I guess, what was it like for you going into the studio for the first time? For this it was moment? crazy, dude. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I, I like I said, I mean, I've been around music forever. But I had never, like, I didn't have any understanding of what that part, like making music and what went into it, was like. Um, so, actually, so Jesse Triplett, um, he's the lead guitar player for Collective Soul. Okay. And he is from the same town that I am. And um it just so happened that so the guy that really like got me started in music, his name is Eric Dodd. Um same thing from my same hometown. Mm -hmm. Moved to Nashville uh right after college and uh, you know, made a really good name for himself writing music, putting it out, whatnot. And right as I started it just so happened that I was at one of these members house in Cusco Willow that he played a show. He was there. He knew my dad. He's played at my dad's place a couple times. And, uh, you know, he, it was one of those where you'd expect somebody like that to kind of be like, Oh, you do music. Cool. And then just walk off. Right. But, I mean, he was like all in, listened to songs, really loved them and started taking me around. Let me open it up for him. And he's the one that really opened the opportunity for me to go and, you know, record. Cause like I said, I had no idea how to do this. Yeah. No idea. And he called me and he was like, Hey, uh, if you're willing to go to Nashville, Jesse Triplett um, is also a producer on the side. Uh, he's really good. He's done a bunch of my stuff, and he would love to have y'all to come and record. Cool. So he set us up, to, and we went and did when we were kids and Drunk Girl. Um, we spent two, three days in Nashville and did that, and it was just an awesome experience, man. Just going through it and seeing, you know, because what people don't understand about the song, I mean, whenever it's done, yes, it sounds awesome, but I mean, yeah. you you take. I mean, my voice is gone after two songs. Because, I mean, it's like, you know, one verse, you're sitting there and hitting it like eight times. Right, and it takes four hours. Yeah, they're sitting there and, like, like taking this piece and putting it right there that fits perfect. Yeah. Uh, So I had, like I said, I didn't know about that. So that was cool to see. And then going through the entire musical process of figuring out the perfect lick to go here and, you know, how we go into that and... Yeah, you know, I mean, it was just—it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. An eye opener for sure.
0: Yeah, it's always cool for me. Like some of my friends that record music have let me go with them to yeah. just see how it is, and it's—you know—takes a while, but it's the coolest process. Yeah, to absolutely. See, you know exactly what all goes into mm-hmm. that three and a half minute long yeah. song. It's and like
1: it's literally a day that turns into three three minutes. You right. Know? Yeah. And
0: it's, it's yeah, it's awesome, man. It's that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then you're also going to be dropping a new song later this week. I am called I am. Country. <laughs> yeah, tell me <laughs> everything I need to know about this one because it's a cool song. So
1: that one's a funny one. Um, I, the the story behind it is 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 kind of bland, but also not at the same time. Um, so this is this is after I'd already decided to be a solo artist. Um, I hadn't moved to Nashville yet, but it was in my mind. So I was uh I was probably about four months away from moving. And uh, I was a cart boy at the time, so I was literally sitting there watching a cart, middle of the day, middle of the shift. And for some reason, you know the song Love, where they spell out love. It's like L is for the way you look at me. Yeah. You know that yeah, song? Yeah, right. Yeah. For some reason that song got stuck in my head. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that this is right as Hardy dropped his his album, okay. uh Rock. Okay. And so I was thinking about unapologetically country as hell. And for some reason in my mind, I was like, I literally told myself, I was like, that'd be hilarious if a redneck did that song, Love, but turned it into country, spread out country. I was like, that'd just be hilarious if somebody did that. And I kept there, and I just kept washing the cart, and I put it up, and I walked back down, and I was just like, kept thinking about it. And I got a couple lines in my head, and um, (laughs) I remember by the time I got done with the shift, I had... I had the chorus done. So I wrote it while I was at work. And I went home and my roommate at the time, Campbell Fisher, I caught him down and I was like, All right, man, I'm gonna play this for you. It is either you're gonna say it's cool, or you're gonna say that it's the dumbest, most redneck song <laughs> you've ever heard in your entire life. And there's no in between. Okay. And so I played the uh I played the chorus for him and you know, he was just like, dude, I love that. He was like, It's awesome because uh, it kind of goes away like I said you know i mean I've, I've I've always loved telling a story but this one was one of those that you know I it's not like there's a really s- story behind it it just really just came into my head and it was like a fell on paper type of thing you know out of nowhere song no yeah. planning for it no anything it just happened huh. and yeah that's cool that's yeah. really cool
0: how you know how that works yeah sometimes. I mean
1: it's a it's that that's a cool part about songwriting is that you can there's you can sit down with you know, people and have a plan and make an awesome song. Mm-hmm. Or you can literally wake up one day and look up and see your dresser. And there could be something on your dresser. It's like that sparks something. And you create a great song of that. It's just like such like a different end of the spectrum, how you
0: can come up with a good yeah. song, you know? That's cool. Yeah. Um, and so I guess, how was the recording process of this one? Was it any different? Yeah.
1: So it's, uh, <laughs> so this one happened. I, I didn't plan on going into the into the studio to do this one, um, so I had uh, Eric Dodd, and he introduced me to this uh, one of his buddies, Dylan Maloney. Um, okay. He he's on tour with uh, Colt Ford. Okay, plays guitar for him, but he's an awesome producer, great songwriter, and so he brought me into the room uh, with him. We've we've got two songs together, really good ones. Um, so Dylan's become one of my you know good buddies, and he called me one day and uh, he had this girl that was in town that was supposed to do four songs. He had the full, you know, everybody in the studio, studio artists that were playing for those four songs, um, but she only had three. And so he called me, and he was like, hey, man, like, I know we've been talking about you want to get back in the studio. I actually have an open spot. He's like, she's only doing three. I have all the guys here. Just send me a voice memo, whatever you want to do, and we'll get it done. Nice. And so this is in, like, a span of three hours where I was just (laughs) like, all right like yeah i had to pick one ended up being country okay sent it to him and yeah i mean i just i literally showed up and you know those guys are just unbelievable i went you know they listened to the voice recording once and we just went for it yeah and yeah yeah so it was kind of uh, you know the song was an out of out of the blue right
0: and it was also an out of the blue recording huh yeah sounds like it's out of the blue, meant to blow <laughs> yeah, up, or something right. like that. You know? Let's uh, let's cross our fingers. <laughs> <on Yeah. now>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for it to come out, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have you play it a little later. Yeah. Um, but let's kind of talk about some of the, you know, other songs you're writing, or your, yeah. your your normal. I guess what is your songwriting process like now that you're in Nashville and have anyone you want to write with? Yeah.
1: Um, you know, it's so when I first got here, of course, it's like I was, you know, going out and. Meeting as many guys as I could, many guys and girls, um, to get together with and write. Um, but you know, I've been here for nine months, and you kind of get a—you uh, know—I've I've written with hundreds of people, and you get a—you get a sense of, you know, who is like you, who you like writing with. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, that's the crazy part is that you know, there's there's a bunch of unbelievable songwriters. You could have the number one songwriter in the world that you get in a room with. And if y'all are different styles, it's hard to write a song. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I can barely play guitar. So I'm not the guitar guy in the room. Yeah. By far. Um, but I've I've always been good at ideas. Um, coming up with, you know, um, you know, like say like seeing one of your pictures on the wall right here, you know, might have something that sparks a a hook line. Right. And I could, you know, okay. sit there and start working on and get a get a picture of how we want the song to sound. Um and yeah, I mean, you know, usually when I get in a room, it's that's kind of my job to start out is yeah. uh, throwing out ideas and um, painting a picture. And then, you know, it's you know, that's a great thing about Nashville is that you could literally have nothing. You could have something that's basically nothing and everyone can turn it into something beautiful. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's that's a great part is that someone literally could take my idea and just say one one thing or strum a couple chords that could just spark all of us to just go berserks with it yeah. come up with a cra- crazy yeah, good like,
0: song you know you can tell them your idea and then they have their personal yeah, experience absolutely with it or yeah however that goes yeah
1: because that's the the funny thing is that you know if you're uh, like new to songwriting you know i would get in a room with people i don't know and i'd be really like scared to say stuff because i don't want to say the wrong things yeah but a lot of times if you say the wrong thing or say something that's stupid and shouldn't go in the song that's stupid or wrong thing could spark an idea in your in your mind from what i just said right to keep going with the song or get the perfect line Mm -hmm. and so that's the main thing is that you know just finding people that you're really comfortable with not afraid to share any any idea you have and you know i mean if you if you can have people that you can just bounce ideas off of i mean you can literally write a song like that that's cool that's awesome yeah
0: and I mean, who are some of the people that you like typically rate with? So you have a great idea who you're going to yeah,
1: call. Yeah. Uh, my main guy right now, Mr. Max King. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Max, uh, Max, I met uh, when I was probably a couple months into it um, or into being here. Uh, and he, you know, went to Beaumont and has already had a bunch of good cuts, but also is just one of my really good buddies here. You know, I mean, cool. just. Uh, awesome dude and has introduced me to a bunch of really good guys and girls that he writes with that now I'm regulars with. So, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to have somebody like that, that literally just call you up and be like, Hey, I love writing with you. I love writing with her or him. Come on. That's right. Nice. And so he's, he's been the one that's kind of like helped me help introduce. Yeah. Um, but also Eric Dodd, you know, I mean, he's, uh, every, every song that I've gotten done with him has been, been awesome. Cause the same thing, you know, yeah. me, me and him are like that. Um, and he's the same way, you know, I mean, he's, he's way ahead of the game than any of us are. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and which that's is, so cool to
0: have someone like him, yeah. you know, in your pocket. Absolutely. Dude. Do yeah. whatever you need. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So yeah, right now, those are my two rocks. Of course, Mr. Chandler Walters over here, <laughs> uh, one of my best friends in life right there. So getting in the room with him is always good because we're not afraid to tell each other it sucks or tell each other it's good mm-hmm. or any of that. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's. Yeah, That's we
0: we got to shout Chandler out because he's playing guitar for <laughs> Amen today. So, <laughs> so um, I guess you know you have all these people you're writing songs yeah. with. What yeah. are a couple songs that you're that you've written lately that you're really proud of?
1: Um, I have th- there's there's been a good bit. Um, there's three that really come to mind. Uh, one is called Taking Turns. So I wrote that with Chandler. Um, Logan Millwood, Christian Yancey, and Margaret. So yeah, it, was a, it, was a, a, it was a lot of a big people. right? Yeah. But it actually so it happened uh, in that big snowstorm we got. Okay. And somehow it happened to where I think Logan had a right with Margaret, and Christian had a right with me and Chandler, I think. Might have been wrong, but it was something like that where okay. all of us were in the house. And then it ended up the roads froze over so nobody could go anywhere. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that we all tried to write and separately, we didn't get any songs done. But then we all sat down together. And I remember Logan throwing out this idea called Taking Turns. And we're just like, what in the hell does that mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know how do we write a song about that. And, uh, you know, same thing. He just explained it. And we all kind of got the the gist of what we were going for. And it took us forever to write this thing. Really? Forever. It was at least a five-hour write. Jeez. And, but it turned out to be one of my favorites. Um
0: I think that's one of my favorites of yours. Yeah, to hear you playing it yeah. around. Or that whatever. one's that yeah. one's
1: really cool. Um, let's see, another one is probably more. I miss it. So that one is yeah, a. That one's uh, good. I wrote that with uh, Chandler Logan and Christian, um, and I'd had that I'd had that chorus in my head for years, and I had no idea where to go with it. And you know, they just took the chorus and they were like, "Oh, I know what to do." I was like, "Perfect," <laughs> you know, uh, that one. And then the other one is probably Spot of the Bar. Um, so that one was a special one for me. I wrote that with Eric Dodd and Dylan Maloney. Okay, it was the first ride I ever had with them. And I went in to the right, and I had I had another same idea, but it was a different different hook line. Um, and I remember Dylan, sadly, had one of his like really good buddies that passed away a couple weeks prior to us getting okay. in the room. And so when I said that he really was like, "I would love to get a song done like that uh so we talked about it and you know kind of threw around different ideas of what we want to call it ended up on spot of the bar and so we got to write it you know not on, not only on just like our idea, our ideas of how we want the song to sound but on Dylan and him kind of throwing out what that guy you know what his buddy meant to him um and throwing that stuff in the song so it ended up being really cool cool you know i put up I put up a video of it and you know, it was cool to see just an acoustic video. You know, I had a lot of people hitting me up saying like, this is, you know, I had somebody that passed away and this is like, I needed to hear this. And I was like, that's, you know, that's, that's what yeah, it's all that's, about. That's so, what you wrote it for. Yeah.
0: Know? So it was, uh, that, that one's really cool too. I love that one. But yeah, that's probably my top three. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to have you play another song. I don't know yeah. if you want to play one of those yeah, or absolutely. something else. Whatever Absolutely. You, you said
1: you love taking turns.
0: So why don't we yeah. do it? Let's do it.
1: Yeah.
2: ¡Se guste.
0: that take and turn song is so good appreciate you man i love that that's gonna be the second after country you think so yeah 100 percent. i'm excited for that one yeah i think that's uh uh i think that'll be a good one for you hopefully yeah Yeah. so let's talk about some uh your live shows yeah um seemed like this past spring you spent a lot of time playing in georgia and some in south carolina i did um how was that
1: it's awesome man
0: um so i started uh doing live shows in
1: Milledgeville um, back whenever, you know, before I ever played with a full band um, and it was just acoustic. It was me and Logan and we started doing just like random, random stuff that was in Milledgeville and grew up a little bit of a following there. Um, After, uh, so that's whenever I've like really met Chandler. So when I decided to go solo, um, I kept getting asked to come back and play these places and I was like, I, I can't play guitar, so I need to find somebody. And I met Chandler. He was playing for uh, Eric uh, at the time, and I met him a couple of shows. So I called him up. I was like, "Hey man, I don't know what you're doing, but you know, I, I was wondering if you might want to come play." And he was just like, "Hell yeah!" Like, straight off. Nice. And so um, we started going back and playing. Uh, it was called Velvet Elvis. Okay. And so it was this uh, one of the main bars in Millersville, but they just opened the patio in the back, and I wouldn't say that they had a stage. It was a concrete slab that was about that far above the ground. <laughs> so it was like kind of a stage. But we would sit there. and I mean, it was awesome, dude. We'd, pack, we'd have like 300 people just in there drinking, having a good time. And, I mean, it was so much fun. Um, and I, you know, I, as much as I love playing that, I wanted to get uh, into Capitol, Ned Kelly's, because over COVID, you know, they'd always done shows, but they blew up because during COVID, everyone was looking for places to play. And they were part of a string in Georgia where, like, Hardy, Riley Green, Drew Parker, all these guys were coming through and playing shows. And so, you know, it was long shot, but I was, like, asking them, and, of course, they were just like, no, like, I don't know if you have enough of a fan base to yeah. be able to come do this. And so we did, I think, three or four Velvet shows, and I remember I was back in Cusco Willow right after a Velvet show, and I woke up to a text from Rocky, the guy that books, and he was like, all right, I think it's time. Let's do it. Nice. And so uh started doing full band shows at, at Capitol and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, like, it's just, it's nice. It's like, it's almost like a hometown show. Yeah. And So I go back and it's always just, you know, people that, you know, know my song, I guess it's out, but also nice. just like want to come and hang out. Um, And it's just such a good, you know, it, it was a really good place for me to play before I decided to come to Nashville to kind of get a. You know a sense of what what full yeah. band shows felt like right. at a place like that um but yeah, I, uh through them, I started you know going to uh, look some other places and playing full band shows um but yeah i mean majority majority is going back to Georgia right now cool. um you know it's funny too, a lot of people ask whenever I meet them at Tacovas or just random you know people on the street that you know will ask me where I'm from and why I'm in Nashville, and I'll say music from Georgia. And so they're like, oh, so you're doing a bunch of shows in Nashville. And I was like, well, I do like singer songwriter stuff every now and then. But, yeah. you know, it's like, it's funny because they, they think, you know, everyone that's not in music thinks if you go to Nashville, you're coming here to play shows every day. Right. Doing all that, where it's the opposite. Yeah. You know, you come here to meet people, network, right? Mm-hmm. But you still you do your shows out of town. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the, I, I love that question. Whenever everybody comes yeah, in, yeah,
0: everyone thinks so. Oh, they can go see you play. Yeah. The, you know, down on Broadway. Oh yeah, they're literally or like or oh, yeah. oh
1: so where are you like can I come see you at Kid Rock's? And I'm like well I mean you'll see me but
0: I won't be playing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Kid Rock's, is that your favorite Nashville oh, bar? Well
1: it depends okay. it depends. So if I have if I just want to go out and hang and have a good night, I go to Midtown. Yeah. But if I have a wild yeah. hair in me and I want to go have a crazy night, and Kid Rock's is where I go. Okay. I'll try to go to different places on Broadway, but I just
0: I can't I can't help it. I have actually not been to Kid Rock's yet. Well, we're going together. We are. Okay. We are for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any crazy stories from your your full band shows in Georgia? Anything wild happened? Um, I don't know about wild. Uh, there's, I mean, all of our shows are kind of wild.
1: I'm a I'm a very high strung person. Whenever I'm a, I'm up on stage. Uh, you know, I mean, I have no, like I said, I don't play guitar. So my, my, my objective is to have a mic in my hand and, and run, run around, around like an him, idiot. Yeah. I run around like an idiot. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess the, one of the craziest was, uh, actually, I think he talked about this with Chandler on his podcast. <laughs> when he stage dived. <laughs> yeah. But he was, he was sitting there and they kept, uh, he, they kept like asking for it. And he looked at me and he was just like, oh, I'm going to stage dive. And I was like, I was like, dude, do it. Screw it. Might as well. And so i looked over and i was like i think i was like into a song so i wasn't really focusing on what he was doing and i got out of the course or something and i was ready to start like bumping around i looked over and he's just you know sprawled out on a bunch of people playing guitar and i'm like looking at him just like you know hands up in the air just like hell yeah and i see i see a look in his eyes he's like get me back up get me back up. so i go over and grab him pull him back up on stage and I'm pretty sure right after we got done with the song we pulled up like four or five people from the crowd, shotgun, threw it back at the crowd and just start went right back into the set. You know,
0: it's just like nice. that type. Of, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that sounds like uh, an awesome time. Yeah, so. it is great. It's great. Um, have you gotten to play much at Eddie's at Attic? So I have. Um it's it's
1: a it's a very sensitive yeah, sensitive thing of me going back. Um you know, I've 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 opened up for Eric, uh, Dodd a couple times. Um, I love, you know, I mean, ev- even though that my dad doesn't have anything to do with that place anymore, um, you know, I mean, it's it's that it's still he built a legacy there, mm-hmm. and so, you know, knowing that you've played at Eddie's attic is a cool feeling. Cool. Um, and you know, it's one of those things. Like I played at his place too, but it's a uh, it's a fine line because you know he's been really good at that too, to where. Although he has every single every single thing that I need where if he were just to call people up and set me up, it'd work. But he knows you know that I wanna I wanna do this and he knows that, that he's gonna let me do this by myself and if I need help, then I can ask. But um but yeah, playing playing at that place is, is, you know, no matter what the circumstances are special. Yeah, of course. Um but yeah, I've got to play there twice and you know, it's it's awesome. It's just such a good little singer to place i mean legit probably not any bigger than this room right here yeah. every you know the worst sheet you can have is right up front stage really so yeah it's it's just it's a place where you can really take your songs that you want people to hear you know because there's a lot of places you can play where people will be there but they're not listening right um and that's one of those places where if you're not listening you don't need to be there yeah you know people come to hear what you have to say which is awesome
0: yeah that's cool and like you mentioned you know places where people go and don't necessarily listen yeah. to kind of writer's rounds here yeah. in Nashville sometimes. Right. Um, you know, I guess what's your experience with writer's rounds here? Uh, you know, I mean, I've,
1: the the majority that I've done have been really good. Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of being off of Broadway. I feel like the people that go, that come to writer's rounds, they're not just looking to go get hammered at a bar yeah, right. and be crazy. There are some of those, but for mm. the most part, you know, it's uh it's our, you know, our buddies or people you've met that want to come support or locals or not even, you know, people that are tourists but want to hear, you know, original music come. So I'd say majority of the times you have majority of the people listening, which is yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's mostly people they're listening or they're networking. With, yeah, you absolutely. Know, and you that's know that? what yeah. a lot of the songwriters that are even playing there yeah. are there to do.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's uh. You know, I mean, it's just a place where you don't have to be afraid of singing anything or, you know, if you have a new song that you're, you're freaked out about or you don't, you know, don't know if it's that good or scared of playing it, you know, any writers around you can do it because, yeah, you know, it's a place to practice your, your new stuff and see how people react because no one's going to boo you. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, like, it's, it's just, no. you know, it's, you're, you're there to, to show off what your heart, you know, what you've been working hard on. Right. Know, you're singing songs and. You know, you might get lucky to where there's a right person in the crowd that comes up and talks to you, but at the same time, it's just nice getting up there and practicing new stuff and see how people
0: take it in. Right. Yeah. Um, what are some uh, kind of dream venues that you want to get to play one day?
1: Mm. That's a hard one. I mean, we if we're talking about, like, crazy, crazy, I mean, of course, like, now being in Nashville, Bridgestone would be awesome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but you know as as much as full band shows are awesome it's almost cooler whenever you can go somewhere and have a couple thousand people that are there strictly for you yeah you know i agree with that um, like
0: you're talking sitting on a stool acoustic yeah i mean even type. you know
1: even places like um You know, I I guess Capital, where where I usually play, in like Warehouse in Athens, and like all these places that aren't aren't huge, but you can get you know you can get like three, four thousand people in. But to get to a point where people aren't just coming to because they see a sign saying there's music, to where they're coming to listen to your songs and singing them back, to where it's like you have a lot of people there, but it's still intimate because you know everybody has a good seat and everybody you can kind of interact with everybody. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when it comes to actual places, I mean, I mean, of course, Bridgestone would be a dream and mm-hmm. all those other, you
0: know. I mean, even some of those small venues are my favorites to yeah. go see yeah. live music at. There's where I'm from in Ohio, a place called the Bluestone. Yeah. It's an old church. Yeah. And I've seen, like, Ray Fulcher play acoustic there. Yeah, absolutely. Drew Parker yeah. came through there. And some of those... Performances are like the most memorable to yeah. me over, you know, the big arena yeah. concerts I go to. It's great. been to. So. Yeah.
1: Cause I mean, you know, on those, you can sit there and play. And then after they're all, you know, they're just hanging out. You know, there's not, there's yeah. not really a backstage. They're no. not disappearing. They're going to the bar they and they come grab down to a the drink merch table. They want to yeah. meet everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. those are, th- those, those shows are really cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's like, you know, speaks to, being a little humble and you know understanding, you know you can't just go straight to Bridgestone, for and sure. that's the right mentality to have. Yeah,
1: I get. I agree with that.
0: Um, I think that's all I've really got for you today. Yeah. If you wanna, um, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, for your sure. New song for any sure, man. Shows it's, you got.
1: It's uh, if you wanna find anything for shows or. You know, new content or they just like to follow along. The best place is honestly on Instagram, and Owen Music. Um, now I got uh, I'm out. I got one song out right now, about to be two. Uh, but yeah, it just uh, and Owen on Spotify and Apple. Um, you know, hopefully this is. Uh, it's been a while since I released one, but hopefully there's going to be a shorter time period for me coming out <laughs> with other songs. But yeah, Instagram would be the best place for to, to kind of follow along and. I post everything about, you know, what I'm doing, what new songs I'm thinking about doing. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Well, Not cool. A, I wish I was a big TikTok guy, but I can't make myself do it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. TikToks, uh, it's a beast. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's the truth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah. Um, we're going to have man. you play that new song right now. Absolutely. We so can get a little preview of it for the sure. day before it comes out. Um,
2: we were born in the backwoods countryside where we're proud of who we are and our southern pride and that's true we bleed red white and blue we drink beer like water and we shoot to kill we throw a viper in the pond fall in love with a and reel yeah that's So, when we're asked to explain this country life, there's only one way to say it and say it right. I go seize for a crazy bunch of good time friends that owes for the outskirts of our land and the use for the unapologetically blue collar boy. Well, that M stands for nitty gritty. Sipping moonshine as we spark that tea A cigarette toe watching that sunrise And that's a ballad of me And my southern pride It goes C-O-U-N-T-R-Y Well, my jeans got a won't circle patch From a Copenhagen can always on me air That's a fact tie, I want a nice cold beer, nice six-pack abs. I'm a nerdy morning riser, and I like my coffee black. Yeah, that's a damn fact. It might seem like an out there way life, but that's how I was raised, and it's how I'll die. Oh, Go seas yeah. for my crazy bunch of good time friends. us for the outskirts of our land, and the use for the unapologetically. Black-born country strong, and going stay like that. I go seas for my crazy bunch of good-time friends. That oars for the outskirts of our land. And the use for the unapologetically blue-collar boys. of my life in the sea of you,